G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, back today, talking about Jesus, as we often do on 2020, and today on an article that's been written by Bill Muhlenberg. It appears on his Culture Watch site, and it's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. No more Mr. Nice Guy when you're talking about Jesus. For some people, that's going to be quite an affront. Bill's back with us today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Many thanks. Bill, the image that we have of Jesus, uh, when we see Jesus compassionate, merciful and loving, uh, Mm. we assume that he is also a nice person. Uh, But there are times for nice and there are times for being very assertive and uh, Mm. almost, for some, not nice. Uh, Tell us about your thoughts on Jesus as no more Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, Well, he's certainly everything you said he was uh, and is, uh, you know, certainly full of compassion and love and mercy. Uh, But if we wanted to characterize both him and the gospel as, you know, niceness and so on, I think we need to reread the Bible. We see a lot of things both in the gospel accounts and the rest of Scripture in which, well, sometimes it didn't seem all that nice what the biblical characters were up to. In fact, sometimes in their zeal for God's house, for standing up for truth and what was right, uh, they appeared to be anything but nice. Of course, with Jesus, you're plenty of examples here. Your your primary one would be, you know, this idea of deliberately going out, forming a whip, and then using it in the temples, overthrowing tables. Uh, that sounds like a bit of righteous indignation to me, and not exactly Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, not that I'm suggesting we go around now and form a whip and go whipping tables around. Uh, but there is a place when... Uh, Uh, God's purposes and God's designs are being so misused and abused, especially by religious leaders. Well, certainly Jesus got upset about this in a right manner, and he took action about it. And I think there's a place for us to have a bit of righteous indignation as well. In other words, the things that get God upset, perhaps we should get upset. Uh, The 100,000 say, babies every year who are killed in a mother's womb. That would break the heart of God. That should be breaking our heart. We should be getting uh, rightly incensed about some of these horrible miscarriages of justice, uh, not to have a pun on the word miscarriage, and, uh, you know, let's get excited about the things God gets excited about. Let's get stirred up about the things that stir up God and stop being kind of this uh, wimpy, you know, let's not harm anybody kind of person, which certainly was not what Jesus was all about. Well, certainly so many images of Jesus. With Jesus the Creator, we've got Jesus the baby in the manger at mm-hmm. Christmas time. We've got yep. Jesus, as you're saying, uh, forming the whip, turning over the tables, and uh, standing up uh, for righteousness. You've also got those images of caring for the poor and healing mm-hmm. the sick. Sure. No, sure. But I want to take you to something you've written in your blog passage, and that is, of course, the Jesus of Revelation 19. 
seventeen, the Jesus mm. who judges and wages war. Mm. This is not the gentle Jesus, meek and mild that we sometimes see in those images. Yes, well, that's right. Again, trying to get the biblical picture here. Um, sure, at one point he was a baby, and he certainly did have compassion for the poor and so on. But he was no uh, tree-hugging hippie. He was no uh, church mouse who just uh, allowed people to do whatever they want. He, uh, you know, certainly wanted to represent the heart of God in this world. And boy, certainly when you read the the account in Revelation about his second coming, wow, you don't have any meek, mild, wussy Jesus here. I mean, just read the account, whether Revelation 19 or elsewhere. Uh, his robe dipped in blood, he has the sword, he's on his war horse, he's leading uh, God's army to carry out the full uh, wrath of God, talks about the wine press of God's fury. <laughs> These are fighting words. These are very strong words. This is not a meek, mild, gentle Jesus. Uh, this is a Jesus coming back to wreak uh, judgment on his enemies. So that is also part of the Jesus we love and serve and worship. In fact, when you keep reading in those chapters in Revelation, you read about some of the greatest times of corporate worship uh, as found in Revelation occur just after the fall of Babylon, just after God through Christ has judged his enemies and slain the unbelievers. Uh, That's pretty strong language. But that causes a spontaneous worship and praise in heaven. So again, we have to be careful here. We don't spread the gospel, obviously, by the edge of the sword. That's God's job to judge later on. But this picture we do have of a very pacified, very meek, very uh, you know tolerant Jesus who doesn't want to upset the cart and you know wants to please everybody. That's not quite the picture we get in Scripture. Does that image, do you think, affect the way some men think about church? Because men often do respond to the idea that Jesus isn't as nice, as as sugar-coated as some people like to make him out to be. Yes, a number of even books and um, discussions on this have been uh, carried out. Uh, You know, why men especially don't seem to go to church very much. and that's part of the the issue, it seems, this kind of image or identity problem here. We do see uh, many men kind of steering away from church because of a kind of effeminate or unmasculine picture of both Christ and the faith. And uh, so women tend to predominate in many of our churches today. And it could be partly because of this uh, improper picture of Jesus, that he's just a little church mouse, wouldn't hurt a fly. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that wrong image of who Jesus is may have had an impact in our culture today. Of course, there's those people who will be attracted to Jesus because of this niceness and gentleness image. Uh, but when you grow in faith uh, and you appreciate there are different dimensions to Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, is that something that we pick up during our growth to maturity, that we appreciate that there are more dimensions than just a monodimensional nice person. Mm. Oh, well, hopefully as we grow, we, we take in the wholeness, the fullness of Scripture, the whole counsel of God. I mean, simply reading the Bible without any preconceived ideas, you, you'll quickly get rid of some of these uh, false pictures of Jesus, whether Jesus the socialist or Jesus the... 
social worker or Jesus the nice guy or Jesus the hippie. There's all kinds of uh, kind of dodgy uh, pictures of Christ that we may have in our culture today, but simply going back, reading the Gospels, reading Revelation, and so on, uh, that should straighten out a lot of these misconceptions. So, yeah, it's part of the sign of maturity to get the whole picture of who God is like. That includes both his love and compassion, but his holiness, his purity, his judgment, which is also part of who God is. Sadly, so many of our churches today are not really giving us the whole picture of God and his attributes, the whole picture on Jesus. We tend to, you know, pick and choose the bits that we think the crowds will like and make people happy. So uh, partly the fault of some of our churches as well, wanting to please men and keep the crowds happy. So uh, we always have to get back to the scripture. Well, you can read Bill's article on the Culture Watch website. The article is called No More Mr. Nice Guy and looking at different dimensions of how you might look at Jesus and the image of the Son of God. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, always great talking. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. All right, a pleasure. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.